It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Talkback time with Smithy. Brought to you by Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Call now for a chance to win today's $50 Chemist Warehouse voucher. 0800 150 811. Stick or twist, stick or twist. What does Ian Foster, what does uh, Grant Fox, uh, what do they do in terms of their side for this uh, weekend on the back of that pretty impressive performance at Eden Park? That may be something you want to talk about. You might want to talk about uh, other issues as well. Brendan McCullum's England on the verge of yet another successful run chase and this one is a beauty entering the fourth day of that uh, test match overnight uh, they were massive underdogs and now if you look at the betting they're massive favorites what is happening to english cricket uh it's just an amazing transformation uh there's some golf on the agenda too um vitriol towards graham mcdowell is he surprised yes he is surprised uh, i'm not that surprised to be honest uh, neville from dunedin a great golf man neville uh, good morning to you <laughs> Good morning, Anne. Yes, there's a lot happening in the golf world. Um, it's just not stopping, actually. Um, the latest one that's um, now looks like Henrik Stenson is very close to um, signing up, and that would be huge because, of course, he's the Ryder Cup captain. Um, yeah, I don't know. That. And and also um, the other one who's, um, what's his name, Paul uh, Casey. So... You know, all this money that the NBA Tour is throwing around hasn't made any difference. Um, I just know, I don't know. They, they've got to sit down uh, and talk and try and, you know, come to some kind of um, arrangement where they can fit the jolly thing in and, um, you know, utilise the money that the Scouties are throwing around in a different way instead of treating it like a war which is what the PGA Tour have done. Um, and it doesn't seem to be working. I look at um, uh, those groups, that, that that group of players you're mentioning there, Neville, and there's quite a few all of a sudden from um, from Europe or for England. Now, if you look at the bracket that includes McDowell, um, and if you're going to throw Stenson in there as well, you throw Casey in there, that's on top of Poulter and top of Westwood. Now, they're five guys pretty much out of the same era of European golf. Uh, all of a sudden, probably one of the strongest aspects of the breakaway group. Yeah, that's true. Um, and there's one or two others. Uh, is it Weisberger? But there's so many of them that would be in the Ryder Cup team that um, kind of make it a bit of a, I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of emotion involved um, so I was just reading too um, about the um, reaction of some of these guys who are in there, like Pat Perez. He, he said he feels like he's won the lottery, uh, and so do the um, caddies and that, because Live Golf are paying uh, four airfares for these um, pros to go to every tournament. 
um, they get a luxury one, they get a, um, what do you call it, premier one, and they get two um, ordinary airfares. And then when they get there, they get um, luxury hotel rooms, and the caddies are all in with it. They have their travel paid, they have their accommodation paid. So it's no wonder these guys are um, making a move, especially if they're not in the top bracket. Um, I mean, there's a chance for us to make the money for our family and, and have a, a much more relaxed um, program. But, uh, yeah. But, but, it but is. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a case of how you want to be judged, Neville, um, when your time is up. And unfortunately for a lot of these guys uh, that are going across, they're not major winners, so they'll never be major winners by the sound of it if they continue to be uh, part of this rebel group. Uh, they'll be ostracised, and and as you say, unless they sit down uh, and and nut their way through it and find windows for everybody, um, like they did, had to do in cricket, uh, that that's going to be remain very very ugly. Neville, thank you very much for your call, and, and in the end, the biggest winners of the lot are the caddies. They're still doing the same job. In fact, they're doing a lesser job. They only had to carry the bag for three rounds, and uh, they aren't the ones making the headlines. The other guys getting the big fat commission checks though as well. Be nice to talk to a caddy about it, wouldn't it? Uh, Bruce from Christchurch. Good morning to you, Bruce. Uh, what's on your mind this morning? Good morning, Ian. Ian. Um, look, I, I'm throwing a bit of a curveball out here. <clears throat> Just pull over here. I don't really apologise for what I'm about to say, and I know it'll upset a few people. In the last four or five weeks, I've taken my good lady out to a few establishments through the country and happened to always be on a Sunday afternoon. And... Every time I've walked into a, a raging noise, and it's basically I worked it out, it was people watching and getting excited uh, about UFC. For the life of me, um, I've grown up to be uh, a non-violent person, and I simply don't understand society how they can um, watch that brutal, uh, they call it sport, where people are basically legally doing king hits or uh, <clears throat> incurring head traumas where it's allowed. And I know there hasn't been any deaths since the cage fighting and so on, apparently. It's been broken legs. Conor McGregor, I believe, one and Wayman broke his leg. But um, in other sports like rugby and football, if you, if you did anything light hitting someone, you are pulled up straight away and you're put in front of a judiciary and you're fined and <clears throat> given severe punishment. So uh, I simply think it's the most crude, ironic uh, sport in the, in the world and I can't, I just don't understand why society is into it so big. And I understand red-blooded males want a little steam, but... I, that's my opinion, and I just want to throw it out there how other people feel. I believe it's mostly the male uh, young men that like it. Uh, very few ladies in these establishments were there watching. So what's your opinion, Ian? I, I would like to know. Okay, Bruce, uh, I'll tell you. Um, there are obviously, uh, you know, the women fight as well, and uh, there's a, a lot of it uh, from a female point of view. Um, if you look at the big, vast crowds that attend these things, and that's the thing that gets me, uh, they're sellouts, and they want they want stadiums more so bigger. They want Eden Park type stadiums. They want fifty thousand in there. So, a lot of people like it, Bruce. Um, I can ex- I can sympathise with you as well. I remember when it, one of the very first televised fights. 
uh, uh, came on. I went to my local on a Sunday afternoon. They bought it, and uh, all of a sudden, a whole lot of strangers turned up at the bar, um, and uh, people that you know we're not there. We're not there to have a drink, really. They were not there to. Uh, enjoyed any sort of normal pub atmosphere. They were there to watch fighting. It's as simple as that. And it got feral. It got really feral. And the reason why was because their favourite got done. He got beaten up badly. Um, and, and for that reason, uh, I think it was a McGregor fight and there was a lot of uh, McGregor fans in there. They loved McGregor because of who he was and he got a hiding. And they didn't like it. And it got, I wouldn't say it got nasty, but it, it got slightly ugly and it was not a typical pub atmosphere I get where you're coming from, Bruce, um, and I've seen it in person. Didn't like it. Absolutely didn't like it. And the publican did a review on that, actually, and thought, well, actually, what did I make out of it? Because they don't drink. They're all fitness freaks. They drink uh, iced water or they don't drink at all. They're just there to watch the fright for nothing, contribute nothing to the pub uh, at, at, uh, at all. So uh, that was his aspect on it. I don't know if things have changed by now. Um, certainly there's certain pubs that will not, not have it um, because they believe there's an appetite for it. It's an interesting one, Bruce. Uh, I've got to say, I lean towards your side of it. I, I can't understand how people uh, can see people get kneed or kicked in the head and think that that's ever, ever a good thing. That's just me. Okay, right. Uh, Tim from Christchurch got that off my chest, and I'll probably get a lot of reaction to that. But, uh, Tim, uh, good morning to you. Uh, you're uh, more on the rugby theme, on the stick and twist theme. What would you do? Well, mate, I was <laughs> until Bruce rang up. But, um, like... I think if I, I just want to quickly address that, like I think you find that if you go to any Emmy major, it's full of people that have been beaten up or picked on while they're kids, and and they've found something that gives them a bit of confidence in themselves. And and ninety percent of the time, these people that are in those gyms and training in in those martial arts and that are not the people that'll be out there fighting. Those, those king hits are done by cowards and and not by people who are trained. Yes, there's the odd bad person and what have you. But to address what your man said about head trauma and things like that, statistically, you look at rugby versus MMA or anything like that, like, if you get knocked out in an MMA fight, you're not allowed to train for three months. For three months, not like 10 days or whatever they do to stand down in, in, rug, in rugby. Um, it's, it's actually a statistically very, very safe sport. And it's populated by people who have done different martial arts and they want to test themselves against other people to see where they're at and they'd want to test their skills. So, no one, it's, you know, how could anyone argue that it's any worse than boxing's ever been and any worse than rugby? Like, rugby, you've got two grown men running as fast as they can at each other trying to break each other in half. So, it's, you know, it's no more violent than that. that that's okay. Um, yeah, nice to have two differing opinions on it too, um, Tim. Uh, and t I know you, you wanted to um, make a point about the rugby too, so um, on the back of that, I'd love to hear that point. Yeah, so with the, um, with the All Blacks, I, I just feel like we're so close to the World Cup now. I don't think we can afford to be rotating too much. I think we need to build those combinations. And, you know, up until the, uh, the Super Final where, um, you know, obviously Auckland got exposed, I was actually a big fan of putting Tuivasa Sheik in there with, and have that pretty much all Auckland backline just because of the, the combination that they had going into a test match series against Ireland who are very, very strong and, and, and obviously we all thought that they were going to give us a bigger test than they did the other night but things didn't go their way so I just feel like they've got to stick with what they've got and what they've put up there as much as they can 
I feel like the uh, the back three is pretty much interchangeable with Seba Reese, Will Jordan, um, Geordie Barrett. Less Fainuku, um, Caleb Clark. You could you could muck, muck around with that combination quite a bit because they're pretty pretty much um, you know interchangeable. But for the rest of those positions across the park, we need those combinations. And if they're going to use Scott Barrett at number six, then give them a good run of it. You know. Yeah. I, I, how, how about uh, Bowden Barrett? Were you happy with uh, how he got how he went? Oh, I mean, being a being a Canterbury supporter, I I, I rate. Uh, Richie Moanga, I think he controls the game better. I think his his uh, in play kicking is is far superior to to Buddy Barrett. Um, but um, you know, Buddy had the vision to get that little chip through the other night. We were, we were standing right on that goal line, and you could just see there was acres of space there, and we were screaming for it. And he was he had the vision to see that. So um, I think he's definitely been uh, in better form than than Richie. So again, give him a good run at it. Uh, let him get his confidence up. Let them get those combinations going, and and if you're going to back him, then back him to the World Cup, and and don't muck around with it. We know we've got Richie there, who's a great number two, but they just got to stick by their players and stop swapping them around so much. I think that's what our our downfall was last year, is that they just kept mucking around with all the different combinations, and that we never had the same team run out in the park twice in a row. You know. Yeah. Good points, Tim. Appreciate them on both those subjects, actually. And thanks very much for your call. And don't be a stranger. Call any time. Uh, thank you very much. Right, uh, 9.51 here on SENZ. We've got uh, a couple of minute window. And uh, that's all we've got to, this morning for you, Dino. Um, but I imagine you're uh, going to cram a couple of good opinions into that small space. Uh, good morning to you again. Yeah, buddy. Hey, uh, for me, I'd just like to see Forrester stick with the starting 15. Will Jordan's good enough to play fullback because he can't kick goals, we all know that. And Bodie doesn't want to practice it. Just put him in the reserves. Don't put him on the right wing when we've got Seve Reese, Caleb Clark, Lester Fonnitu. We've got brilliant wingers there. The kid is a fullback. He wants to play fullback. Just put him in the reserves. And then change Bodie. And Mawanga comes on. Will comes on. And we go again with a goal kicker and a fullback. Leave wingers to be wingers. Fullbacks to be fullbacks. And for God's sake, leave that full back the same. That last caller was bang on the money. Rotation was harped on about. It's a cycle on the washing machine. Nothing else. Let's just let's just play rugby from now on and beat every bugger. The cattle's here. We got on really well, and I don't like to say it, we didn't have a coach. So let the players just do what they got to do. Sam Kane, heads off to him, mate. I didn't think he had it. And um, you got you got to give credit where credit's due. You don't have to see them, but when you're in there and we got the ball and we're winning... That's all we want. We just want to win. Win, win, win. I don't, even an ugly win is a good one. And if they do happen to lose, it's only two big bottles and it feels like a win anyway. So just get in behind them. <laughs> Can't wait. Friday off, I'm playing golf. Get on you, mate. I mean, um, I think you're going to have a hell of... You've been waiting for this. This has been on your calendar this week for a long, long time. So, Dino, of all the people down there in Dunedin... I certainly hope that you enjoy it the most and uh, the atmosphere uh, down there at the law courts is uh, everything that uh, you want it to be, mate. Thanks very much for your call. I think you're right. Uh, I think there'll be very, very little change uh, when we come to it. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.